0: Oh, wow. Did you guys hear that? (laughs) That, That's a first. (laughs) I never heard that before. Um, All right. So we're live. And as always, I want to run some reminders by you to take notes throughout the call. You know, anything that resonates with you, any insights, um, you know, write those down. But don't just um, leave it at that. Try to think of what action step you can take to implement that thing that really resonated with you, right? If we're talking about self-care, if we're talking about, um, you know, somatics, if we're talking about building systems, you know, and you're checking in on yourself, like, oh, this could really work. Then the next thing is to say, how can I implement this? How can I set myself up so that I take action? One action step, it doesn't have to be, you know, like this, uh, exaggerated, you know, blown up, uh, action step or series of action steps that it's so big that then, you know, when you're at home and where you're, you know, taking care of business, it feels too big. So, you know, just break it down as much as you can and just make sure that you know what step to take, what's the next best step to implement that insight, that aha that you wrote down. Um, that is super doable, okay? And if if you can do it today or if you can do it tomorrow, the day after, as soon as you can, then you do that so that you gain momentum because that's really where the transformation is and the action. All right, ladies, all those things being said, I'll remind you again at the end of the call, take a silly picture, we'll take a nice decent picture. I'll post that, I'll tag you, and then you share that with everybody else, okay? In the Facebook group. All right, so um, I am going to now invite you to bring whatever challenges you have or questions, you know, about the course, especially, um, Mazina and Laura, and also Daphne. Um, you're still going through the course, right, Daphne? Yeah. So any, anywhere you feel that you, know, you need some clarity or you need some support um, or anywhere you feel stuck, go ahead and share that here. And I'm sure it's going to be super nurturing for everybody. Even if you think that it's just you, it's probably not. I'm going to drink my mate.
1: <laughs> I will start. Mm. Um, I, I'm not too familiar with somatics and I'm keen on learning more about that. However, I, I resonate with what you said regarding movement. Because I'm quite, um, I'm quite the personality where I'm, I'm, I'm like uh, somewhat serious and 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 focused. So allowing implements of fun within my business and within my mm-hmm. life can be sort of hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. However, I did take uh, Carmen's dance class yesterday for the first yeah. time, first yeah. dance class ever, Yay. and first. First, like online virtual experience with her outside of Soulcraft. So it was a lot of fun. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. And Yay. a big sweat. And um, you're right. I felt like I was moving stagnant energy. And for my time, it was right at five, which is good because at the end of the day is when I become very. Um, I, I kind of turn inside in my overwhelm and I, my anxieties increase putting my son to bed. And, and then that's when things can turn sideways for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm, I'm, you know, just kind of tired and not feeling the best. Um, and then kind of like dumping things on my husband on the phone. Cause my husband um, works away. So he's my dumping ground and a couple Days ago, he set a boundary on that mm. and was, you know, let me know that I'm continually doing this, <laughs> which was great. I, I appreciate that. And mm. I, I'm, I realize now more often than not, I do do that with him. He's my safe kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really great. But the movement itself, the, the, this, this piece was in, in regards to movement and, and how that really helped me. Yeah, I felt I felt so relieved last night. And it, it just things were more aligned and I wasn't cranky. <laughs>
2: mm. That's
1: that's the whole point of this. But, but yeah, I, I'd like to know a bit more about somatics. Um, and yeah. a bit more about you, Natasha, just maybe a little bit about your background.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, thank you for bringing that because um, dance, dance is really something. It does magic, seriously. Um, dance and music, you know, um, it's, it's really, a, a mood changer, you know, it's got such transformational potential, but especially when you free dance, when you allow yourself to free dance, because, I mean, there's a way to really bring in a lot of, um, high standards to dance as well. Like I was a ballerina when I was a kid. And boy, did that make me really stiff also. (laughs) Too stiff for being a kid. Um, Of course, I'm not generalizing that all, you know, like ballet dancers are like this, but um, it certainly was the case for me. I had a really strict teacher. So free dance allows your body to move in the ways that it wants to, that it's you know, resonating to, or actually waiting to move in. Um, And I know that Carmen, you know, of course she does choreographies and all the things, but then there are like little moments where you just let your body move and let yourself be free. And that's super, super important. Um, So somatics, well, first off my training, my background, well, I've done so many things (laughs) in my life. I've been, you know, yeah. I um I'm American um born to Argentine parents so we moved back and forth from Argentina to the states a lot of times and now I'm based in Argentina um I haven't been able to move much with the pandemic but I usually go to the states like two or three times a year and I have family there as well um I'm kind of stuck here cuz they're very very strict here with the pandemic and you know like Ooh, it's crazy. I moved out to the country from the city of Buenos Aires, which which I love, but got a little crazy. So I moved out to the country and I'm super happy now. I live in a huge house surrounded by trees and all the things. So um, I have chickens now, like whatever. <laughs> I love it. I really, really love it. Um, and at a somatic level, that helped me so much to regulate my nervous system with all the craziness that was going on, you know. Um so that, um, having gone to the States in almost two years now and that's kind of getting to me. Um, I really miss my brother. And so I was into um, social justice for a long time um, and environmental rights, uh, organizing events. Um, and um, in the States, I went to Australia to do this too. Um, in Sydney, um, here in Argentina and Latin America. And, um, and also, I started working with a lot of entrepreneurs back then, because we we're integrating, um, you know, like fair trade markets and things like that into the city of Buenos Aires. So I found myself coaching these people, mentoring these people um, who had very little knowledge of marketing, how to communicate the value of what they do, why it's important, why it's an added value to the ecosystem, um, to society. So I needed more tools, I trained myself. Um, I I started a life coaching training. I finished that, I did a mindset coaching uh, training. I finished that um, and then I just, just started training myself and all the things, you know, emotional intelligence and, you know, things like that. Um, because I realized that with, with all people, if you're a human and you have a body, then somatics works <laughs> for you <laughs> because it works at a physical level. But especially when, you know, we're talking about, you know, underprivileged, uh, groups, then it's really, really important to get at you know um, the root cause of some traumas to really get somewhere with coaching, um, because the resistance is very, very strong at a nervous system level. So, um, I yeah, I started going really deep in t- into those trainings, um, and then um, yeah, I after you know a long time working with. You know, I had my private practice by then and just working with all sorts of people around the world online. Um, you know, I started working for coaches and consultancies from the States and, you know, in Canada too. Um, and then my brother got sick in the States. He got leukemia. Um, so I traveled over there. He was living in North Carolina and I um, was his uh, primary caregiver. Because his wife, you know, was taking care of their kids. they were really little, and he had to be at the hospital all the time. So he got a uh, bone marrow transplant, and um, I didn't know how else to hold space for him. you know. With coaching and mindset coaching and emotional intelligence, I realized that there was some sort of very strong um, limit there, you know. So I found out about somatic experiencing and one of my best friends was starting to get into that and she was really close by. So she came to the hospital to share some tools to help my brother regulate his nervous system in the midst of a lot of, um, you know, like stimulation and shock, you know, and things like that, that are really difficult for our body to process. So I started learning that and my, my, um, my journey took a detour very spiritual detour by the way um and my brother healed he's fine he lives in Colorado he's like snow snowboarding all the time he's like Woo, you know like sending me videos I'm like I can't believe this that's why I need to go over there and see that for myself um And, and I am in the middle of my somatic experiencing training, which is a three-year training. So I'm into my second year and I'm a big, big, big fan. That's why I always want you to take things away that have to do with nervous system regulation. So somatic experiencing is about, you know, finding, um, our balance, you know, um, not finding, but, um, helping us get back to our natural balance that we as humans, as mammals have. Um, So if we take a look, uh, Peter Levine is the creator of um, Somatic Experiencing. He is a psychologist and psychiatrist, and he did very, very deep research on why animals um, don't carry trauma around with them even if they really are um, facing danger constantly, right? So like predators and things like that. And we, if we live, you know, in a society where bombs aren't exploding, right? And, you know, we're not in a very hostile environment and we're not really faced like on a day to day, every single day with predators, Why are we so much more stressed and deregulated than animals? And that's because animals don't feel that it's inadequate to release and discharge the stress from, you know, encounters and things like that. For example, um, if like two swans start fighting, then they they literally shake it off with their wings They shake off all the stress and then they're back in their flow, you know, swimming, gliding through the water. Um, We keep it in. A lot of the time we keep it in. We don't allow ourselves to shake, you know, like if we haven't, if we're in a meeting, right. And we have like a tense conversation or an argument, we're not going to allow ourselves to like shake or something like that, you know, or to, or to like let out a scream or whatever it is that we need to express in order to release that tension because we were taught that, you know, it's inadequate to do that. It's weird. It's freaky. Um, Sometimes even just crying, you know, it's like, it means so many things about us. We project all these things. So we kind of lock it in and sometimes we lock it in because the, the, that thing that triggered whatever reaction Um, was probably really a threat or it was bigger than us or we didn't have the opportunity to run away from it, which is fight or flight, that's our response. So we freeze or we dissociate. So sometimes it it doesn't even have to do with inadequacy. Sometimes it really, we perceived it really bigger than us. So somatic experiencing, what it does um, is help us discharge that energy that we stored so that with other perceived stimulations, similar to that first one that, you know, made us kind of like lock, it could be like shock trauma, because we had a car accident, or it could be developmental because we were raised in like a very strict environment. So then when we're faced with something similar, then that response gets triggered. So it's just holding space in your body. So that instead of, you know, putting it under the rug and be like, oh, I'm, I'm super anxious. I'm just going to do something different, you know, or like, this is wrong. Why do I feel this way? You just kind of sit with it and the physical sensations of anxiety, how it manifests in your body, like the temperature, um, is that stiff you know, in your muscles? Is it in your chest? Is it in your throat? Is it in your shoulders, wherever it is, just kind of feel the physical sensations, the nuances of that feeling. And when that happens, when you allow yourself to feel it starts moving, something starts happening, whether it gets a little bit bigger, you know, and overwhelming, or whether you know, it starts softening up or moving in a different direction. Sometimes when it gets to the vortex, which is like, You know, when it feels like, oh, my God, you know, this is getting super stiff right now. It's kind of freaking me out. You know, try to move away, but still with it, but away from the very, very um, overwhelming sensation. And when you hold space for that a little bit more, then something happens, which is that discharge. And then you go back into your regular flow. That's our nature. That's that's really our nature and uh, animals' nature, but um, we interrupt it. So somatics is about you know going back into your balance, into your flow, allowing yourself to discharge a little bit at a time. You know, in sessions, sometimes you know people need to discharge a lot of times until they feel that it's just they're just not triggered with that one thing anymore. So <laughs> I hope that, was, uh, that wasn't too long-winded, but that's, that's what somatics is about. And why is it important in, um, in business? Why is it important for entrepreneurs? Because we're faced with a lot of stress, you know, um, there's that hustle, there's that grind. Um, we do need to stretch ourselves in order to reach our goals, Um, yet soulcraft is about doing that in a way that you don't burn out in a way that feels good to you. It doesn't mean that, um, it has to be, the message is not for it to be easy, you know, and, and comfortable. The message is for it to, you know, flow for you, even when it gets uncomfortable, because it's, it is part of life and it is part of growth, especially growth. Um, that you are going to feel uncomfortable, but not in a way that you're losing balance. That's a different thing. You know, when you lose balance, when you um, start reaching an edge, then that's just not soulful. <laughs> you know, things start looking really bad, you know, um, especially our health, our well-being. So self-care is a really important piece to um, building your life and business um, the Soulcraft way. How does that resonate with you? And do you have any questions about that, or if you feel that you know this could really be something that you need um, in a way in your life?
1: Comment on that, yeah. Thank yeah. you, that description was really great. I loved, um, I loved your explanations of the animals and the swans and how we can come back to our natural rhythms. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, what stood out is your words of, of, you know, discharging the sensations and also triggers because in my experiences, it's triggers that are, really triggering (laughs) like of course it's um it's it it brings feelings of you know for me it's resentment and um uh overwhelm Mm -hmm. like you mentioned in the beginning yeah overwhelm is a really really big trigger for me and um feeling stagnant or not feeling like I'm I'm creating enough strides within my business, moving too slowly. I, I put a lot of pressure on myself for that, thinking, you know, now is the time. I have time right now. I can sit down and, and do, do things, and it, it doesn't always work in that way. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, so I guess for me, it would be holding space for myself. Mm-hmm. In the process, mm-hmm. it's all about the, the process of it.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. Um, that's that's beautiful, and I know that a lot of people can relate to that in the entrepreneurial world. Um, the overwhelm and the feeling that you're moving too slow, you're not doing enough and all the things. And you know what, it could be that you're not doing enough, but that's not the point. The point is having compassion, integrating, integrating um, the tools like the WAP that allow you to see where you're um, making progress and where you're not. But when you notice where you're not making progress or where you're not moving in the direction that you planned yourself to, to, to move in, like you didn't take action, like you, you know, kind of planned to in your WAP, then you know, look at that result, that data, because it's just data. Your interpretation of it makes it wrong, right? It's not about making yourself wrong, but you can look at that data with compassion and be like, okay, so I plan to take these two steps this week, and I didn't take these two steps this week. So what's going on, right? So what, how am I feeling? What's making me feel like I can't move in that direction, or I can't take this two steps. Sometimes it's really something circumstantial, and it's not a pattern. So you check that it's like, oh, okay, so this, this and that happened. How can I, you know, take action even though this, this, and that happened? Sometimes it's like terrible things. You're like, you know, I'm glad I didn't take action, right? But most of the time it's not, you know, like extreme general things. Most of the time it has to do with like lifestyle choices, decisions, and personal patterns. So, you know, it's just a matter of checking in on yourself. Like, why do I keep like not taking these two action steps? Am I overstretching myself, you know? Are my standards so high that they're unreachable or are my standards right where they're supposed to be where I'm just, you know, stretching myself a little bit and I need that because that's the growth that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to go for. But, you know, there's some movement that needs to be done in my, whether it's my beliefs and my mindset, because sometimes it's just a matter of confidence. And sometimes it's a matter of prioritizing, you know. Sometimes it's a matter of um, leaving the uncomfortable, challenging thing last when I'm already tired, you know, instead of eating your frog before noon, like Carmen says. Sometimes it could be so many reasons, right? It could be so many reasons, but just, you know, look at that result, look at that data with compassion, you know, with compassion and be like, okay, I know I'm doing my best. How can I move things around so that I can really set myself up for success with this thing that I planned for myself? And sometimes that is not about, um, being more strict on yourself, you know, being more strict with schedules and structures. Sometimes it just, setting yourself up for success means how can I hold space for myself in order to get through that difficult thing that I'm planning for myself, right? And having that compassion there too, when you plan, like, I know this is going to be challenging for me because it's something that's uncomfortable, right? Sometimes it's not even uncomfortable. Sometimes it's just a lot of things, easy things to do and it gets overwhelming, right? But what is usually like um, a common pattern for humans in general is that we leave the challenging things for last because it's uncomfortable. That's just the way it is. And then we do the things that are like this inertia, right? Um, Like the, the, You know, the to do's like the crossing off the list really, really easy. We do that first because we feel like we're moving forward. But then what happens is that we're done with all those things and we're tired and we really want to finish with the day. And what's left is that one challenging thing that we didn't do. So, how can I hold space for myself through the discomfort, right? In order to do this first, because really, doing that one thing versus the 10 other easier, non-challenging things is going to make me feel so much better that after that, I'm going to have the energy to do everything else. (laughs) That's probably not as important. Um, And holding space for yourself could be, all right, so What helps me feel grounded? What helps me feel confident? Um, It could be a somatics exercise of grounding. You know, sometimes um, I shared a couple of exercises here. Annette, you probably remember this. It's, you know, the grounding exercises and Daphne remembers, um, which is, you know, like pressing your feet, sitting in a chair and, you know, pressing your feet on the ground and just feeling that strength Pushing a wall, you know, and just feeling that strength, but feel the physical sensation. It brings presence. It brings you back in the body and out of your head, you know, with like fabricating all these things of, of like the possible outcomes of what you're going to do. Well, if I call this person, they're going to say, blah, blah, blah. This isn't the right time. They're probably having lunch. They're probably a little, just like, shut up and push the wall and feel the strength and feel your body, you know, and come back to yourself, you know, and, um, Sometimes um, we need to have a resource list. And what I mean by resources is those things that help me feel empowered, those things that help me feel grounded, those things that help me come back to the present moment in my body. Um, It could be just looking at a plant. You know, it doesn't have to be like this crazy thing. It could be watching a three-minute video. I love Brene Brown. If I'm feeling misunderstood, I'm going to watch her three-minute video, and then I'm back in the game, right? Um, I can look outside of my window and notice how it feels in my body to look at the trees moving. That's coming back to myself. Whatever it is for you, integrate that into your weekly plan um when you're scheduling and planning for things that are that you know are going to be uncomfortable because we know when we plan we don't need to be doing it when we plan we're like okay i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna start tomorrow and this is the thing that i'm gonna do and hmm where does it look comfortable well right here afternoon how am i gonna feel after having lunch why don't I just do it at the beginning of the day, right? And if I do do it at the beginning of the day, what's going on at that time and what can I do to really help myself move through this discomfort? So use the data and, um, and uh, your assessment in a way that helps you grow in a way that helps you um, feel that you have your own back, instead of in a way that makes you feel so bad about yourself because you didn't make it. Because that that will you know that will feed an emotional state that is limiting for you and your business because it's disempowering. Does that make sense, you guys? You ladies. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to check um, with you. If you don't have any specific questions, and please feel free to unmute yourself if you do. Um, I wanted to check on your rituals, your foundations. One of the foundations is, you know, filling in, uh, completing your WAP, and then checking in on your WAP throughout the week. Um, One of your foundations is like a morning ritual or rituals in general. Um, Because sometimes when there's overwhelm, we got to go back to the basics. This is something that we've been talking about with Carmen. Um, If you feel that things are getting a little wacky, go back to the basics. And sometimes we don't do this because we're like, I already know this, like, yeah, morning ritual, the lab, you know, the same old stuff. But then that's where, you know, things are, aren't flowing um, because we're not having a morning ritual and we're not completing our WAP or we're completing our WAP in a way that is not helping us move the needle forward. So, you know, sometimes it's good to, to check in on the basics. And see if, you know, what we're doing um, is really aligned with the growth that we are um, planning for ourselves, right? Our, Our vision. So how is that going for you?
2: Natasha, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I I can um say um, a bit on that um I lost touch <laughs> with sending it to my person mm-hmm. um which is a um who's on Hi, Annette. <laughs> um yeah just life took over and last the last couple of phone calls our uh, last office calls we did um yeah was to step by step go back and do the. Um, WAP and put everything in which I started doing and then yeah kids came partner mm-hmm. um I work as well so team leader role at my um nine to three job mm-hmm. um yeah and then as my side business which is USANA so it's yeah so I need to go back to my like this is good so good yeah, back to my rituals, which I was waking up at five AM and doing my morning meditation and mm-hmm. then drinking a, some water with lemon. Um but yeah, now kids have got sick for the last two weeks, been in hospital twice. So oh. yeah, now it's back on yeah. So Okay. But um done the modules. Um I'm up to module five. Mm-hmm. Um and I was jotting like I was sitting a lot of times and every conversation I've had with everyone I can just hear Carmen in my <laughs> in my head <laughs> she's there <laughs> yeah 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 well um, good
0: good to hear that you're 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 getting yeah. back
2: on track um, yeah and-, and like you said is keep moving forward so I feel with compassion that I have completed some steps but not as much as i like, but I don't want to set too high expectations of where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm still wanting to keep forward and finishing off these modules. Okay. Moving in my business.
0: So you said something really, really key there. Um, I don't yeah. want to, what, how did you say it? I don't want to set expectations that are too high right now.
2: Yeah. Cause I've, I've been like that in the past and I think I've molded myself and I've, since starting Soulcraft, I've really shifted my mindset mm-hmm. <laughs> of the, all the overwhelmingness mm-hmm. yeah, that we go okay. through.
0: Okay. That's super key. And there's a way to check in on yourself um, because sometimes it can get confusing when we are in personal development um, and the uh, business coaching world, and we really do need to, you um, create a dream board and have a vision Mm. to look forward to and um, create goals that will move us in the direction that we want to move in and not really fall short of that, right? And Mm. at the same time, we need to set ourselves up for success and that requires us to be realistic. Um, So do we go big do we go home <laughs> like what do we do right um so something really key <clears throat> is let's say that you have a huge goal let's say that like you want to you know be a million 10 million dollar earner whatever it is right and right now you um you're at the 50k or 40k or 30k um, line. And so it could feel overwhelming to start planning towards that. The thing is that in order for you to set up, set yourself up for success, you, all you need to know is the next step to take in that direction. The next step from where you are at today not where you think you should be, not where you know you judge you should be, but really where you're at right now. If you're earning even 10k a year, okay, from 10k to 10 million, I'm going to break it down as many times as I can until it feels less overwhelming in my body, and your body will show you the signs. Trust it, right? So, okay, 1 million. Okay. It still feels like a lot. 500K. It still feels like a lot. 100K in a year, in two years. Okay. Okay. That feels a little bit better. I feel that I could do that. And then that's where the actual ideas and projections that feel doable for you start rising to the surface in your mind so it's like, okay, if I had this goal to earn hundred K in a year, this is where I would start. Um, I would, you know, for this month, this would be my goal. And I would do this and that each week. And I could break that up into days and that feels doable. And it's not about um, lowering your standards. It's about breaking up a very big goal in a way that you feel you will beat resistance and actually move forward. Does that make sense? So I don't want to set my expectations too high. Well, set your standards, you know, be, be really sure about what your standards are And check in on yourself if with those standards, you feel that your your nervous system is letting you move forward. Okay. And if it's, you know, like baby steps, but you're moving forward and you're like Carmen says, you're moving the needle forward and there's growth, then you're doing great. If it gets to the point where you're like, my business isn't growing fast enough, then check in on yourself again. Okay, do I need to tweak my standards? Do I need to, you know, get myself moving a little bit faster? Is that doable for me? Okay, if it is, you know, you can try that. Then you you do that. But if you haven't been moving forward at all, you know, putting it in a way so that your your mind is not going to be like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not moving there. Then, then that's what you need to do. Does that make sense? <coughs> breaking it up, um, breaking it down, or you know, simplifying it um, sometimes is what is going to help you move forward, and that's what you want to do. What you don't want to do is say, okay this isn't doable right now because I have so much going on. And then you fall off the wagon for a month and then you're like, okay, I'm going to try this again. You know, sometimes you have to adapt your goals to what's going on in your life. Your kids got sick. You've been in and out of the hospital. Maybe all you can do is one or two calls a day and that's totally fine but you know, you're not, not doing anything. Um, you know, you need to develop the flexibility and the plasticity to help yourself keep moving with life circums- circumstances, because that is just life. That is just life. I feel like I've been doing so much talking here. <laughs> Usually, there's so much sharing, and uh, <laughs> but hey, I'm developing flexibility too. <laughs> Mazina, yeah, yeah. I
3: um, I was like, you know I like this topic because it's interesting. Because I'm going through this weird, very unique situation in my life my mom has stage four cancer and she got diagnosed two years ago about. So I've been her primary caregiver mm. and it's like, it's that it's um how do I lean into it and keep going with like the little steps. But then, you know, I feel like myself self-sabotaging mm-hmm. because I have that responsibility and it's very unpredictable. Of like course. things could change tomorrow or tonight, you know, in like an instant. Mm-hmm. So I feel like myself, like, holding back like a little bit but then i also am like progressing faster than i ever have and i it's just weird i'm like i don't want to look back and regret things regardless like with my mom or my business it's a very interesting way of living my life and And i just like like, don't sometimes i just don't know i'm I'm not even like really going to ask a question because i don't know how to ask it because it's just like this big dilemma that always seems to be present in my life so it's just interesting that we're talking about, like, how to ride that wave, whatever, it's just, like, constant, Um, yeah, yeah, but I feel myself self-sabotaging, and, like, being, like, aware of, like, oh, I don't want to bring anyone into my life, because I don't want to, like, I don't know, (laughs) get them involved, or whatever, um, or not be able to take the responsibility that one day I'm able to, I'm like, yeah, I can take this project on. I can take on this new associate or PC and then like completely just be falling on my face the
0: next day. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you so much for bringing that. That's super. It's super important because whether you have a situation, a circumstance, you know, as serious as, as yours, you know, with like caregiving for your mom. And I totally understand what you're going through. Um, Mm -hmm or not, um, that is something, that's a recurring concern um, in network marketing. Like if I take on more people, will I be able to, you know, like train them, hold space for them and, and be there, right? Um, and taking your, your example, your, your situation, your life situation right now, that's where you're at, right? there's a lot of unpredictability in your lifestyle right now and it makes total sense and that's not something you can control but by actually accepting that that's your you know day-to-day and that's where you're at right now you can set yourself up so that um, so that you integrate this into your business right instead of being like Yes. No. Do I do it? Do I not do it? You do it with this, you know? And what does that mean? That means that maybe you need to train your team to be a team without you, right? And that is pure leadership. Those are leadership skills to not have everybody depend on you and to set things up so that Things can flow when you need to take a step back and take care of your mom. So that's what I mean by really checking where you're at, not where you're supposed to be, whatever that is. We make things up that are so crazy about what, how things are supposed to look or how you want things to be you know, like the standard of where you're supposed to be? No, let's just get rid of all those projections. This is where you're at. Your mom is sick. You're her primary caregiver. You don't know when things can change. So keeping that in mind, when you train somebody, that's the first thing you bring to the table, right? Like I'm going to give you all the tools and this is the situation. Sometimes I need to take a step back. So when I do, this is who you turn to. And this is how things are done when I'm not around, right? And maybe you need to write that plan, right? When I'm not around, this is how I want things to flow. Because if you're clear with yourself on how you need things to flow when you're not there to take care of it, then it'll be easy to train somebody with that information because you're clear yourself. Does that make sense? And... And the whole team, you know, and that brings human connection to the table as well. Because when you open that up and you're like, guys, this is my need. And this is part of the team because I'm part of the team and this comes with me. So, you know, let's, let's draw out a plan for when I can't be here. And so that still everybody has their needs met. I have my needs met and we're still making it work right? And that opens the space for other people in your team to be like, hey, this is my situation, because that's what happens when we open up. (laughs) It's like, hey, okay, so this is my situation. And that's awesome. And it doesn't mean that, okay, now it's going to be out of control. No, it means that we are integrating the things that could, you know, get in the way of our plan. And we integrate that to the plan, we integrate that to our WAP you can actually create a team WAP, right? Like you have your own WAP and you have a team WAP and we integrate our things, the things that could get, you know, like in the way of reaching our goals or our action steps. And we help each other um, integrate the things that could potentially happen. And what can we do if those things happen? What's the plan, right? Like. I have to, I don't know, like I have three meetings this week, but maybe some of those meetings could get canceled if my mom gets sick or if I need to be there. So if that happens, who can be there, guys? Well, I'm busy on Monday. Okay, not you. I'm, I can do it. Okay, so you're my backup. Does that make sense? So it's integration. When we integrate really our, our life we become excellent planners, excellent planners, and that empowers others, you know, to to you know take a lead. It's a little bit about you know um, loosening our grip and control, delegating, you know. But it is when that starts flowing, then that's when we really get what it means to flow without having a grip on things. Sometimes things work out even better than when we have everything planned to the T. Mazina, and and one more thing about uh, your role as a caregiver and being an entrepreneur, nervous system regulation, it is so, so key because you're not dealing with something that is just busy. It's your mom, right? And, and you're going to feel a certain way, and it's going to be um, edgy at times. So um, a lot of compassion, and a lot of checking in on yourself um, to regulate, you know, before you do anything that um, feels challenging, and that, you know, that resistance is gonna to rise to the surface, make sure you're regulated first, right? So take extra care of yourself to make sure you're regulated. And if you feel that you know, you're you already kind of um, reaching an edge then come back to yourself with whatever makes you feel good, come back to yourself. yeah i'm a breath work facilitator and i actually enrolled into
3: my facilitating training like two weeks before my mom got diagnosed and i i promise you that's why
0: i was like i needed
3: this so bad um but yeah i know synomics uh i had actually a facilitator she was uh, teaching synomics and i loved it because she
0: integrated it with her sessions and it was like the most beautiful experience ever so amazing Yeah. yeah Good, good for you. So you have a lot of tools to work with that. Use them. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. So we have a little bit of time for one more share if you need to ask any questions or share anything. Um, All right. I'm going to... Share with you then um, a somatics exercise um, on on our what we call our window of tolerance. So when I when I say reaching an edge, um, that requires a lot of um, of building a relationship with yourself and actually noticing when you're reaching an edge. So the window of tolerance in somatics is um, say you're going about your day feeling chill and then, you know, something like you get a phone call or a message that is, you know, triggering that mm, pisses you off, that um, makes you scared or whatever it is, you know, the message, the message or the phone call. And you're like, oh, start noticing. And I know this sounds like really simple and subtle and that it doesn't have a big impact in your business and it's not productive, da, 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 whatever. Just put that to the side for a second. Start noticing how you are starting to get activated. So what I mean with activation is when you start feeling that shift in your emotions And at a somatic level, how does that feel? So sometimes it's your heart rate going up, the temperature rising in your face or in your body, um, your chest getting tighter and your breath getting shorter, your throat closing up, you know, just start noticing how it is that your activation is manifesting itself in your body not how you feel and you start saying, well, I'm overwhelmed. Okay. But how does that feel in your body? Where is that overwhelm your throat, your chest, your, you know, your shoulders, your heart rate, your breath. And as it starts rising, you know, just notice what the first signs of that were and as we get into the practicing uh, the practice of noticing where the first signs are of that activation, whether it's overwhelm, stress, frustration, whatever it is, as we start getting into the practice of noticing the first signs, then it's so much easier to help ourselves regulate and discharge before it gets kind of out of whack to the place that we need to do something to soothe right away, right? Like eat something, avoid my plan, you know, um, be like, you know, I can't deal with this plan right now. So I'm just going to hang out with my girlfriend. I'm going to go and have like coffee at start, whatever it is, right? So um, when we start getting into the practice and we start wiring ourselves to notice when it starts, <clears throat> then we can integrate a somatics exercise. It could be breath work. It could be the very, very simple one is to come back to our body, push your feet against the the floor or your arms against like the armrest and feel that strength. And it could be something as easy as noticing um, something pleasant, right? Visually, right? You focus on something visually, but then notice the physical sensations on why that's pleasant. Doing this really, really simple and sometimes it feels too subtle exercise helps us not reach that edge where we are so far into the activation that we need to avoid. We need to avoid the uncomfortable and we need to avoid the difficult things which if we're planning for growth, there's a lot of that in our WAP, right? (laughs) So start getting into the practice of doing this daily. If this resonates with you and you will be able to regulate before you get to that point. And then let me know how it goes. I really want you to integrate these exercises because I mean, geez, we're doing such difficult things every day. And then this is so easy and so effective. So do it. <laughs> sometimes it's the easier things. And this is something that Carmen always says. Sometimes it's the easy, easier things that we were like, ah, I'm, there's no time for this. That's crazy. All right. So... Laura's back. Um, Let's take a picture too. And I'm going to go back in the group. I'm going to post those. I'm going to tag you so that you can write down your action steps and your ahas from this call. And how you're going to take action to implement what we talked about or whatever resonated with you or whatever you came up with. It doesn't have to have something to do with exactly the topic, but maybe something, you know, just came to the surface. You're like, "I, I need to do this. So Let's take a picture, three, two, one, smile. (laughs) And now we're gonna take a a crazier one, not so decent. Three, two, one, (laughs) there we go. (laughs) Thank you, ladies. Um, Thank you, Natasha.